Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Speak Life. I'm glad you tuned into this broadcast today, and uh, this is going to be a great show, a great show. Uh, It's going to be a very prophetic show. Uh, I call this the uh, prophetic update, and uh, you know the Lord is always speaking, uh, and as one of his prophets, I want to share some of the prophetic secrets and prophetic insights that the Lord has shared with me with you. And uh, give you a window to see what is happening by the Spirit of God right now. And I've said it many times, but the news media, it's peddling nothing but bad news. If you listen to all that stuff, it it gets deep within your soul. And then fear and despair and hopelessness begin to take root. And uh, I don't listen to the news media. I really don't. I, I don't pay any attention to it. I don't give it my time. Uh, I don't give any uh, real estate in my brain to the things that they would say. Uh, it's it's the negative negativity. It's just so strong. And, and I believe with my whole heart that uh, many in the news media are false prophets. And they have an agenda from hell. And so they are prophesying uh, and prognosticating negativity uh, to get people to agree with them. And that power of agreement actually causes things to happen. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you, you have to unplug and decompress and be debriefed by the Holy Spirit and get back to the promises of God over your life, get back in the Word of God, and remember what thus saith the Lord over your life. Amen. Uh, You know, I want to encourage you, the best is still yet ahead. Uh, God is not finished. Good things are happening. God is moving by His Spirit right now. And, you know, Apostle Paul told Timothy that you have to stir up and fan into flame the gift of God within you. Fan it into a flame and let the fire of God begin to consume you, not the the wet blankets of the enemy, right? Uh, So fight the good fight of faith. You know, when we talk about fighting the good fight of faith and fanning into a flame, that's actually resisting the devil. And the Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee. Some people say, well, I don't know about casting out devils. Well, listen, the best way to cast the devil out is to just resist the devil in Jesus' name, and he will flee from you. Amen? Amen. Well, my question for you today is, are you ready for an intervention? Are you ready for an intervention? There used to be a show called Intervention, where they would do these interventions on people. And, and uh, so I'm asking you, are you ready for an intervention? You know, so many people are asking and uh, emailing and texting and calling and, and leaving voicemails and what have you, asking, is this the end? You know, I can't run into somebody in a store or on the street and have them, you know, have a conversation with them without them asking, is this the end? Uh, it's almost as if they're asking, do we have to keep battling any longer? You know, do we have to keep battling longer? Do we do we keep fighting? Uh, what's happening? You know, uh, maybe this is the end and we're going to be able to, to be uh, uh, raptured out of here or, or, or translated uh, or, you know, all that uh, the Bible says. I call it the RT, the Resurrection Translation. Uh, <clears throat> but listen, this is a new season of warfare. We are in a battle right now. And we need to awaken to the battle and fight the good fight of faith. You know, some people think, well, I'm not prepared for this. Listen, God's already been preparing you. And uh, for some, it's just ready, fire, aim. And uh, But you know what? Stay in the battle. Uh, fight the good fight of faith. God will make sure you succeed. He'll make sure you win. And so my question again is, are you ready for an intervention? Are you ready for an intervention? God is stepping in right now and intervening right now. And one of the most beautiful and the most encouraging phrases in the Bible is this, and then the Lord intervened. And then the Lord intervened. I believe it's time for an intervention. Amen? I believe that's what's happening. Suddenly God is going to intervene and everything is going to change for the good. I'm just telling you as a prophet, 
this is what I hear God saying. He is going to intervene, and everything is going to change for the good. Let me say that one more time so that you can hear loud and clear what I am prophetically proclaiming and decreeing that I've heard from the Lord is suddenly God is intervening. A divine intervention is happening right now, and everything is going to change for the good, for the good, for the good. So get ready. God is doing a new thing. Uh, you're never in a place beyond God's grace and mercy in your time of need. Uh, God is going to move suddenly for you. Isaiah 43, 19, 18 and 19, it says, forget everything that's behind you. Don't even consider the past. Behold, I do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. And uh, <clears throat> listen, it's not just because spring just started that I'm saying that, but I believe it's it's the timing of the Lord for things to begin to spring forth. And uh, the new is burgeoning forth. It's, it's blossoming. It's uh, beginning to... Th- to flourish now, and you're going to see it begin to thrive. God is suddenly uh, doing something new for you. Uh, maybe you have some valid excuses and why you don't think you qualify for uh, God to move suddenly for you. Uh, uh, maybe you feel like you failed too many times. Uh, maybe you feel like your situation looks impossible. Uh, I've got good news for you today. Disregard what CNN, NBC, ABC, all the other mainstream media news news uh, uh, outlets are trying to sell you on. The good news from the kingdom of God is it's never too late for the Lord to intervene in our lives. And when I say that, I mean in your life. You are a prince with God or a princess with God. You are of his royal blood. His royal blood flows in your veins. You belong to him. You say, how can you say that? Uh, The Bible says we've been grafted in. Yeah, but it also says you've been born again into this. And so you've been created in the image and the likeness of our Father God. And you know what? He likes you. He really does. He likes you. He loves you. You're always on his mind. And uh, you're his child. Uh, He's the great king, and you're the prince or the princess, and uh, I believe something is shifting right now. God is shifting things into position, Uh, and that new position, in that new position, you'll gain a right perspective. Uh, You know, you can't see things the way God sees them when you're in the wrong things and the wrong position. But as God moves forward, he moves his church around. He repositions things. He changes some things so that you can see things from a right perspective. Uh, What it looks like uh, is so key to what is active in your thinking and active in your belief system. Uh, and, And let me just say this very clear. What looks like a setup, a setback, uh, could actually be a dynamic setup uh, for God's new perspective for you. Uh, it looks like you're you're going through changes uh, that look like a setback, but I'm telling you, God is positioning you to get a, a right perspective. Uh, God's new perspective for you is what He's what He's after. God is forcing some change right now, uh, like inducing labor for some to give birth to the promises of God in your lives. Uh, God may be even forcing you to change positions so that you can be set up for victory. Uh, you know, it may look like job change. It may look like uh, you're you're leaving something behind uh, to to get to something, uh, hoping for something else. Listen, God's got a plan. Uh, you got to walk by faith. The just shall live by faith, believing God, no matter what it looks like. Uh, so God may be forcing forcing you to change positions so that you can be a, be set up for victory. Maybe a setup for your door of opportunity to open for you. Maybe a setup for some of you to find true love. Uh, maybe to receive something great that you don't, uh, you don't think you deserve, but God is saying, but you do deserve it. But you do deserve it. Uh, God's changing your perception of that situation and your perception of yourself. He wants you to come up higher and begin to see what he sees. He wants you to see with the eyes of faith. He wants you to see your promise fulfilled. He wants you to get your imagination active 
in believing, your sanctified imagination in believing, what's it going to be like when I'm actually holding the promise? What's it going to be like when I'm actually walking in the fullness of this, right? Your destiny is coming forth. And, you know, without the crushing of the grapes, uh, we wouldn't have new wine. Without the crushing of the five spices in the Bible, both bitter and sweet, the priests in the Bible wouldn't have had the the fragrant uh, anointing oil. I believe God is compounding victories and hardships together to create an overwhelming, uh, beautiful fragrance, and that all these things are working together for good. Amen. Romans eight twenty eight and 29, it says this, and we know that all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose, who are the called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Listen, he is the prototype. All that he went through, uh, we go through a, a, a portion of that. Uh, because if you suffer with him, you'll you'll reign with him, and uh, there is a suffering part of the gospel that people don't like to uh, talk about. But God works all these things together for our good, and our flesh really is it, it, the suffering is our flesh being crucified. Uh, we have to learn to endure with a a, a good heart, a good uh, attitude, a, a joy in our lives, and you know I can't even begin to. Uh, count how many times I've counseled with people and encouraged people uh, and and even sowed, sown seeds into people when I had less and, and we're going through more difficult situations. That's just part of it, you know. Uh, but God works all these things together for, for the good of those who love him, who are the called according to his purpose. And then it says this, for those he foreknew, he predestined that through these processes we would be conformed to the image of his son and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So there's a blood royal, uh, and there's that blood royal again, the brothers and sisters of, of Christ. It goes on to say how God uses all these things to help us to see that nothing can separate us from his great love. And because of this, and grabbing hold of this, we understand that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. And so there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and, and challenges and things that we're going to face, but don't let that stuff shake you. God's up to something. He's working something great right now, and it's for your good. And I believe you're going to have a new perspective very quickly you're going to start seeing things from a different point of view very quickly. Some of you are already there. You're already seeing, God, this is why you did this. This is, and listen, that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the first 10% you're seeing. It's about to get a whole lot better for the people of God. You know, as God's causing a political and economic makeover right now, God is creating an anointing and a fragrance that will position you on top of your marketplace. And I believe this is very clear. You know, uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah prophesied God wants his kingdom built on top of the mountain. And so we talk about the seven mountain mandate, and we talk about the seven, uh, uh, seven different uh, kingdoms in, in our culture. And God wants you on the top of those mountains. He wants you as his kingdom uh, priests and, and kingdom ambassadors on the top of that mountain, ruling and reigning with him. And so God is causing a political and an economic makeover right now. And in this process, he's creating an anointing and a fragrance uh, uh, in your life through the process of crushing and all these ingredients being mixed together that'll position you on the top in your marketplace, in the thing that you do for the kingdom of God. I believe the Lord spoke to me that in the midst of all of this, that is what's happening in our world. The Lord is suddenly turning everything around. Uh, you know, Apostle Jane Hammond, uh, she calls it the boomerang anointing. 
uh, God is is reversing so many things, turning it all around. And God spoke to me that where there's chaos, uh, that he, God is bringing divine order. Before all this happened, God spoke to me about the in the beginning, uh, everything was without form and void, uh, and those words in the in the Hebrew is, is chaos and disorder. Uh, but when God spoke into that, he said, let there be light. Really, in the Hebrew, he just said light. And uh, suddenly, one word from God turned chaos uh, into divine order. And that's what God showed me is happening. Uh, before 2020, God began to speak these words to me and tell me that this is what's happening now. And so it's almost like a reset is happening or a a a new order, a, a divine order coming forth, not a new world order like the enemy wants to call. Uh, uh, the enemy always takes God's plan and since he doesn't create anything he takes what god is saying and he warps it and he twists it and uh, tries to use it uh to steal from people uh as god is at work in the atmosphere and he's at work in the world around us uh he tries to take credit for what's happening and 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 twist it and and warp it and and make it look like something that he's causing and he's doing and and gets in there and gets people all messed up and all these things but listen god is bringing forth divine order not a new world order but a divine order listen and god's david is arising to bring things back into order and into alignment god's david and the political and economic makeover will come full circle And once again, that fragrance of the anointing uh, will once again fill the atmosphere in America. America the beautiful. When I pray for America, that's what God says. America the beautiful. I just believe that. Uh, And so, how can you say that, Brother Marty? Uh, There's so many rotten things about America. Listen, the bride of Christ is going to be without spot or wrinkle or blemish. That means there was spots, there was wrinkles, there was blemishes, uh, but God works uh, all these things together to to uh, it, it work out all those issues, and that's what God's doing, and He can do it suddenly. He can do it rapidly, and especially this process that we're in right now. Uh, God is changing America the beautiful. Why do I keep saying that like that? Listen, the two nations that God has highlighted to me and to many other prophets, is Israel and America. Now, you can take all your uh, your uh, prophetic teachings uh, that some are teaching now uh, about the end times, and listen, they, they call it the, the last days of the church every year, and about every five years, there's a new book out why God's uh, rapturing the church out this year, and and uh, things like that go on and on and on and on. But all of that stuff is is built upon models uh, that were brought forth a hundred years ago at the turn of the last century. And, uh, and so uh, some of that could be uh, some truth. There could be some truth hidden in all that. But listen, the book of Revelation and, and the book of Daniel and, and uh, all of the other prophetic books are prophecies. <clears throat> and so... There is a prophetic uh, understanding that has to be put in place. And as long as you're trying to reason it out, uh, carnally reason it out, and the best intelligentsia that you have, uh, you're going to get a wrong answer every time. And so there's some of that stuff, it's just symbolic of what God is doing in the moment. And most of the time, prophecy uh, makes sense on the other side of it. Once you've gone through it, you start seeing, oh, God, now I understand what you were saying uh, when you said that to me. Now that we're through it, now that I can look back on it, hindsight is twenty twenty, even in spiritual matters. And so uh, when I say the fragrance of the anointing will once again fill the atmosphere of, of America, what I'm saying is these are not the last days. Uh, we are in the last days of sorts. A- Apostle Peter stood up on 
the day of Pentecost and said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so this is that. And so that was the beginning of the last days, uh, but that was 2,000 years ago. And so we are still in the last days, uh, getting closer as the day is approaching. Uh, we need to come together more, the Bible says, and, and, and support and pray for one another more as we see the day approaching. But these are this is not the last and final uh, time there are there are several years still in front of us, and uh, you're going to begin to see the hand of God move in a mighty way. And so, when I say that fragrance of the anointing is going to fill the atmosphere of America, what I'm saying is we've we're going through a process that's uh, like looks like a crushing process, but you mix the bitter and, and the fragrant and and the sweet all together. Uh, And God begins to cause that anointing, that fragrance to come forth, just like the uh, bitter and the sweet ingredients were crushed together to make the anointing oil in the Old Testament. All these things are written for our admonition, for our learning. Uh, But listen, it's going to take participation. It's going to take the church participating with the Holy Spirit. And while I was praying in the middle of the night last night, I had this very vivid vision of God putting his finger on my mouth, almost to say, shh, stop talking for a minute. And he spoke to me and he said, pray to me in my language, the language of heaven. And listen, I began to pray more in the Holy Spirit. I began to pray in tongues. I began to flow uh, in in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And God says, God said, this is what is needed right now. I need my bride, the church, to release the language of the Holy Spirit into the earth, praying in tongues. Speak to me in my language. And I began to see a vision of a flood of heaven uh, pouring out. It's like an opening in heaven happened, and suddenly it started to pour out of an open heaven. Heaven was pouring into the earth through the church, praying in the Holy Spirit. This was releasing heaven's rule on earth as it is in heaven. And there were some who were older ones, elders in the faith, uh, simultaneously were being called home. And uh, this is the vision that the Lord showed me last night. And many new strong leaders, uh, Joshua's, David's, uh, Gideon's, they were rising up and they were taking the lead as God was elevating them in this hour. And as I looked again at America, I saw the bitter being turned into the sweet. And outside the church, it started to look like the inside of the church. There was singing, there was shouting, there was a celebrating of the future as this fragrance filled the air. Are you ready for a divine reversal? Are you ready for God to boomerang things back on the head of the enemy? Are you ready for God to turn it all around? Come on. Are you ready for an intervention? Let me just say this. The Bible says great is the army of the Lord. Don't ever forget that. The army of the Lord is great. Everything is shifting right now from curses to blessing. And when I say blessings, I just don't mean a blessing here or a blessing there. I mean generational blessings. God is out to bless you. He's out to bless your children. He's out to bless your grandchildren, your generations to a thousand generations. God's going to release generational blessing now and break you out of those curse cycles. Amen. God is opening the heavens and pouring out heaven on earth. And God is opening the ears of the people of God to hear the word of the Lord. Let me say very clear, this is a defining moment. You know it, I know it. But we are the covenant people of God. And God is at work in covenant with his people right now. He's not against you. He is for you. And like Jacob, the wrestling match is over, and the prince is about to find out just how blessed he really is. You're breaking out, and you're breaking through. Amen? The mystery of the moment is about to be revealed and understood by many. And the times are changing. 
and the presence of the Lord is about to bring a new sound of freedom and victory. Think about that for you, for your family, for your household, and for your nation. I know people from all over the world watch this for your nation. Think about this. The mystery is about to be revealed and understood, and the times are changing, and the presence of the Lord is about to bring a new sound of freedom and victory to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today I'm going to teach a little bit more on the prophet's ministry. I just want to expound on this because as I was preparing for this show, uh, God began to speak to me about the importance of the prophet's ministry in this hour and uh, how the enemy has really attacked at the onset of this new decade, uh, the the ministry of the prophets. Uh, The prophets boldly stood up and prophesied some things, and then immediately uh, those religious spirits stood up to try to stone the prophets and shut their mouths and tell them to stop prophesying. I've had people say to me, I've had many people uh, say, stop prophesying these things. I wish you'd stop prophesying. And listen, that's what they say to prophets throughout Scripture. But God began to speak to me the, of the importance of the prophet's ministry and why the enemies tried to silence the prophets, <clears throat> how the ministry of the prophets is the ministry of reversal and breakthrough. It's the ministry that God chose to bring forth his secrets and to declare his will, and how this prophet's anointing preserves God's people. This is why God spoke these things in 2020, before this pandemic and all the corruption and chaos all broke out. He said this, and I, and I began preaching this very heavily at the, at the um, heavy hand of the Lord upon me. I began to prophesy and decree Second Chronicles 2020, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. And God began to expound on that. And, and, and I, I think I may have said that thousands of times uh, in 2020 alone. Uh, but through the voice of the Lord in the mouth of his prophets, there's an establishing, there's a prosperity, and there's a preservation. Prophets have the anointing of Christ to break the powers of hell and loose the power of God by his voice. That's so important in this hour. Now look at this scripture in Hosea 12 and verse 10. It says, I have also spoken by the prophets, and I have multiplied visions, and I have given symbols through the witness of the prophets. Let me read that again. I've also spoken by the prophets, and I've multiplied visions, and I've given symbols through the witness of the prophets. So let me break this down a little bit. It says multiplied vision. God has multiplied vision as he spoke through prophets. In other words, the prophetic voice gives God's people a multiplied vision of what is to come. Scripture says in Proverbs 29.18, without vision, the people perish. And so the prophet's voice causes you to see further, to have a vision multiplied so that you can see further into the future and the potential that God has for you. If you'll believe him in his voice, the prophet causes you to have a longer range vision, <coughs> longer sight, longer vision. <clears throat> you can see further. Listen, compare that to false prophets, how, how, what I'm calling false prophets, the news reports. Most news reports cut you short and, and condition you to barely see a few days ahead uh, and, and not a good outlook of the future. That's what I call, call bad news prophets. But God has good news prophets. Bad news prophets give you no future to believe in. But God wants you to see a great future. He wants you to see the plans and the future that he's prepared for you, plans to do you good, to prosper you, to give you a hope and an expectation for years ahead. Amen? And then the the next verse, it says, Jacob fled the country of Syria, and 
Israel, who is Jacob after the wrestling match, Israel served for a spouse, and for a wife, he tended sheep. Let me read that again. Hosea 12, 12. Jacob fled the country of Syria. Israel served for a spouse, and for a wife, he tended sheep. Now, God always causes you to have to flee something. Amen? Jacob fled. You have to flee something that holds you, right? Uh, His grandfather, Abraham, he had to leave Ur of the Chaldees, right? Moses had to flee Egypt. David had to flee from Saul. Maybe you're in a transition right now, and you're fleeing something right now. It's good when God has you fleeing something that holds you back or holds you in bondage. See, the prophets lead you out of Egypt by a prophet, right? The first step is to get up and run after God's best for your life. Flee. Get up and get running after God. The voice of the Lord multiplies your vision because you could not see what God wanted you to see in the place that you were. And so you flee, and God begins to open your eyes. I can give you this all over the Bible. This is how it happens in every uh, great man or woman of God in the Bible. There's a fleeing that occurs first, and then God begins to multiply the vision. And prophecy causes you to see multiplied vision uh, that God has for you. After you flee, it gives you something to go after. Excuse me. <clears throat> and then in Hosea 12, 12, it says, Jacob fled the country of Syria, and Israel served for a spouse. <clears throat> Israel served for a spouse. And for a wife, he tended sheep. And so <clears throat> Israel served for a spouse. He flee. Uh, he had to flee and then serve. And for a wife, he tended sheep. So for a spouse... Uh, a spouse is, it means uh, to come close to someone. The definition of that word spouse there means to come close to someone or to meet or to join up. And that speaks of destiny. So Israel served for a spouse. It's, it, he, he, it, he served for his destiny. And then it says for a wife he tended sheep. Uh, the, the word wife there means a partner for life. So you have to flee whatever is holding you back. You have to serve and join up with your destiny. You know, Moses was known as faithful. (coughs) Moses was known as God's faithful servant, my servant Moses. Jacob tended sheep for his wife. (coughs) The wife here also means a person who shares in action or getting things done, right? sharing in the risks and the rewards. And so he got that from looking after sheep. Listen, you can't get away from tending God to God's sheep. You can't get, can't get away from church. The enemy's trying to use this moment uh, to pull apart the church and redefine it. And, and uh, listen, in some ways, we had to come to the understanding that the church is not a building but a people. But that doesn't mean we forsake the coming together and coming back to the house of God and coming back uh, to to the facilities together and joining up together in one place. Amen. So God is calling his people to get back to gathering and get back to coming together, uh, connecting to receive your destiny. God wants you to partner with his church. Amen. <clears throat> and then in verse 13, It says, by the prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by the prophet, Egypt, I mean, Israel was preserved. Let me say that again. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet, he was preserved. And so I'm showing you that when a prophet speaks to you a word from God, it preserves you. There's a preserving power that is released by the prophet's ministry. It frees you from the captivity so that you can get up and go after God. And then it preserves you. Suddenly you have something alive in you 
that causes you to go be like a fuel on the inside of you uh, to if it means you go through a difficulty, if you go through challenges, there's something ahead of you that God spoke to you uh, that causes you to be able to make it through uh, the tending sheep moments. And, uh, you know, um, Jacob served uh, 14 years to get the right wife, seven years for one daughter and seven years for the next. And, uh, you know, you, you, that prophetic anointing, that word from God about destiny, about multiplied vision, about future, it preserves you <clears throat> so that you can get into your land of destiny or your land of promise, just like Israel. So by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet, he was preserved. Listen, God is breaking the captivity to demonic powers that is trying to rule over America. And he's doing it by the voice of the prophets. Let me say that again. He's breaking the captivity to demonic powers, trying to rule over America the beautiful and over the nations of the earth. And he's doing it by the voice of the prophets. This is the decade of the prophets. In the, uh, on the Hebrew calendar, it is the decade of pay, P-E is how you spell it, pay. It means the decade of the mouth, <clears throat> or the decade of God's mouth, or the decade of the prophets. That's why prophets came out of the gate uh, firing on all cylinders at the beginning of 2020. Suddenly there was a surge of prophetic utterance all over the place, uh, all over the internet, uh, all over the all over the media prophets were suddenly in the forefront <clears throat> let me just say this the greatest sign of jesus christ being on the scene in the old testament was john the baptist john the baptist was the greatest sign that the lamb of god was coming to take away the sins of the world jesus was asked about this, the Bible, they said Scripture says in uh, the book of Malachi that in, at the end uh, of the days you'll send Elijah the prophet. He'll come in the spirit and power of Elijah. And Jesus said, Elijah has come, speaking of John the Baptist, but Elijah still will still yet come. In other words, there is a, a, a John the Baptist fulfilled that Scripture partially, but he didn't come in the power like Elijah did. He came and as uh, to point the way to the Lamb of God and make straight the paths uh, for the people of God to receive Jesus into their hearts. And that's that was his ministry. Uh, but Jesus said, but he will come again. And so the greatest sign of the second coming of Christ is the company of prophets that God is raising up in this hour. Jesus is coming back soon. And we understand soon can mean a long time in, in our understanding of time. God who stands outside of time, uh, the creator of time, the one who holds time in his hands, uh, he, he says soon. <clears throat> Jesus is coming soon. In fact, in... Uh, Acts chapter 3 and verse 21, it says, Jesus is held in the heavens at the right hand of God until all the words that all the prophets, God's holy prophets have prophesied, come to pass, until the fulfillment of all those things. And then Jesus can come back. So the same way uh, uh, John the Baptist was the sign of Jesus coming on the scene, uh, to as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world, uh, the same way the second coming of Christ, the greatest sign is the prophets coming onto the scene, that those that are rising up in the spirit and the power of Elijah today. And so I believe we are marching towards the end of times, but these are not the last days. And so we've got a lot of work to do to fulfill all that's been prophesied by all, by all the holy prophets, right? And so 
God uh, is, let me say it again, uh, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet, he was preserved. So God is breaking the captivity to demonic powers that are trying to rule and set up uh, a domination uh, in rule over America the beautiful, over Israel, and over the nations of the earth. And let me just also uh, say this prophetic word. I feel a release from God to say it, and so I'm going to prophesy it. Just as he spoke it to me, Benjamin Netanyahu is coming back into power in Israel. God spoke that to me. Uh, the 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 person that uh, you that is in that position of authority usurped that position of authority, but God is going to put Benjamin Netanyahu back in the rightful position of prophet, in the place of rulership over that over that nation over God's nation Israel, <clears throat> and so. And so he will do uh, over America as well by putting uh, a David, a prophet, uh, in the White House, uh, one that will bring the will of God to pass for our nation. Amen? And so God is breaking the captivity uh, of, to demonic powers uh, off of America, off of Israel, and off of the nations of the earth. And so by the prophet, the Lord brings Israel out of Egypt or out of, brings his people out of captivity. And by the prophet, uh, God's people are preserved. And so <clears throat> God is releasing the future. Uh, the word preserved there means a place set apart for your protection. A place set apart for your protection. It, it's also a place set apart for your preparation, for your protection, for your preparation. And then it's, it's the rest of that definition is a place set apart for your propagation. Propagation. Uh, propagation means to multiply and to reproduce. Uh, and it also means to be able to transmit or transmission, to send out. And so God uh, is causing uh, the prophet's ministry to arise and release the future, release the vision of the future so that we'll break out of the captivity uh, that the enemy's trying to enslave God's people with, release the vision of the future and preserve us in, in a place of protect, protection, but also a place of preparation and a place of propagation and reproduction. You know, one of the Powerful prophetic words, Bishop uh, Bill Hammond, who's my spiritual father, um, has charged us with over the years is be a reproducer of reproducers who reproduce reproducers. And that's our anointing. That's part of the prophet's anointing is to reproduce and multiplication and transmission and to release those things out there. So there's protection there's preservation so to keep you in existence. You know, the enemy tries to make, make people feel like it's over. Uh, so, but the, the prophet's ministry and mantle is a, is a mantle of protection. It's a mantle of deliverance. It's a mantle of preservation. It's a mantle to keep you in existence. And, and it, to keep you in, in existence, it means to make you lasting, uh, or preservation means to keep you, uh, make you lasting, or and to to shelter you. Uh, Hosea protected and preserved the prophets uh, with his mantle, so that Jezebel couldn't kill them. Right, and uh, Samuel, by his prophetic mantle, preserved David, so that Saul could not kill him. Uh, Nathan, with his prophetic mantle, preserved David by speaking the word of truth to him. Although it was a parable, uh, it pierced David's heart and preserved David and preserved the, the, the destiny that was in David, which was uh, David is, is known as the root of Christ. 
And so the great-great-great-great-grandfather of Jesus Christ is David, and so God had to preserve David, and so he used a prophet to do that, Nathan, who would come up and say, God needs you to repent now. He wants you to see clearly. So God repositioned him, opened his perception so that he could see what God was trying to show him and preserve his future, his destiny what was coming from David's loins. Amen. Jehoshaphat. Uh, we talk about Second Chronicles 20 is the story of Jehoshaphat and the uh, tribe of Judah and, and, and really most of, uh, of Jerusalem with him. They were in a split. And so they were with Jehoshaphat at the time. And it says uh, 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 they were surrounded by several armies. Just one of those armies was greater and more powerful than Judah and all the warriors that were with them from uh, Jerusalem. Uh, And so uh, Jehoshaphat was surrounded, Judah was surrounded, and uh, what happened? God sent a prophet, caused the prophet to step forward uh, and release the word of the Lord, and that word was a preserving prophetic word and told him to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Put Judah first, right? And then he went on to decree, the battle belongs to the Lord. Stand and see the salvation of your God. And then he says this powerful word in Second Chronicles twenty twenty: Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And so... You know the the story. They begin to put the praisers out in front. They begin to praise the Lord for his mercy that endures forever. And suddenly they open their eyes and all the enemies were defeated. They didn't have to do anything but stand and see the salvation of God. The, the word of the Lord protected them, it preserved them, and it opened up destiny to them. They spent three days gathering in the spoils of war of all these different uh, armies that were around them. Three days from can till can't. They, they got up first thing in the morning and last thing at night they were still gathering for three full days. That's how God blesses. So it says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established when they were in a place of instability. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Such incredible prosperity was released to them that day because they believed the word of the Lord. So what is happening right now is not the end. God is about to show his power. And what you're about to see in the future is so much greater than what you've ever seen in the past. Get ready for an awakening. Get ready for God to show his power. Get ready for a turnaround, a boomerang. Get ready for God's preserving hand to keep you and your household and your family and your nation and prepare you for the land of promise. Why? Because it's time. Now, let me say this as well. April and May, God spoke to me back in September of last year that in April and May, there was going to be a time of supernatural intervention supernatural intervention. Now, everything Jesus did for the church that he would do by himself, he did that prior to the cross. Hear me when I say this clear. Everything Jesus did for the church that he would do by himself, he did before the cross. Everything from the cross forward, he did with the church and for the church. And everything that he does today, he does with the church. Amen? We are crucified with Christ. Uh, uh, We are buried with him in baptism. We are risen with Christ and seated in heavenly places, right? When Jesus said, it is finished, he was saying it was paid in full, but he was also saying, I've birthed the new church. That's why water and blood flowed from his side. It was a birthing. And so uh, everything that Jesus did prior to the cross, he did by himself. Everything he did from the cross forward, he does with his bride that he purchased. 
with his own blood that he redeemed. Amen. He's our kinsman redeemer, just like Boaz was to Ruth. And so when I say the word of the Lord is that in April and May, God is going to begin uh, to turn things around. It will be a time of supernatural intervention. God wants us to speak to him in his language. God wants us to get serious about prayer and fasting and intercession through uh, April and May. It's going to be a great time of the move of God. It's going to be a great time of the opening of the heavens and releasing heaven on earth. Uh, It's going to be a great time of a tidal wave of the Spirit of God, a tsunami of His power wiping out what the enemy has tried to build and plant for generations. He's going to wipe it out and restore and reset everything. There is a new order coming. It is not the the new world order that the enemy is trying to propagate. But no, it will be the word of the Lord as God spoke it. Amen. April and May will be a time of turnaround, a time of supernatural release from heaven. So get ready for the power of God to be seen on your television sets. Hear me. God spoke this to me. Get ready for for the power of God to be seen on your television sets. Get ready for God's delivering power to be on full display. You're going to see, just like Saul of Tarsus, who was uh, the worst enemy of the church uh, in the the New Testament. He was the the most... uh, uh, educated, he was the most powerful, uh, and he was the one who was uh, persecuting and killing Christians. He was trying to stop the church, and he was doing a good, a good job of it. Uh, but God spoke to me, just like Saul of Tarsus became Apostle Paul. Get ready for God's powerful delivering power to turn Saul's into Paul's in this hour. You're going to see people that you said, we we did not like this person. We were angry at this person. We had offense against this person. We had issue with this person. Suddenly, they're a Christian. Suddenly, their life is changed. And many will fear and tremble as the nations begin to wake up from their slumber. And as God wakes up the church in the nations. Amen. Come on, it's not finished. It's not over. God is not finished with what he's doing right now. And it is not over. Get ready for a divine reversal in the White House. Let me give you a very clear prophetic word. There is a divine reversal coming in the White House. And you're going to see the hand of God clean the White House. There's going to be a wash of Washington. It's going to be washed. God's washing it clean, and the White House will be white, says the Lord. Get ready for ungodly laws that have been on the books for far too long to be reversed and removed by supernatural divine intervention. You watch the hand of God pull down every pharaoh and command them to let God's people go. Amen. Let me just remind you, we must do our part and speak to God in his language. Draw near to me, the Bible says, and I will draw near to you. Amen. Now, those that are for us, let me encourage you. We are in spiritual warfare, but those that are for us are far greater than those who are against us. That's perfectly evident in the story of Jehoshaphat, how he how they just worshiped and suddenly angelic armies charged that battlefield and began to wipe out every one of those enemies that were coming against the people of God, just like Elisha, who told his servant, God, open his eyes to see that those that are for us are far greater than those that are against us. His eyes were open. He saw angel armies as far as he could as he could see in every direction, trillions and trillions of angels standing ready to fight for the people of God. Those that are for us are far greater than those who are against us. Don't fear man, fear God. I'm telling you, angels are on the ground in America and on the nations of the earth, and they are on assignment. 
Yes, there is spiritual warfare, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And let me just remind you, the earth belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everybody and everything in it. And let me let me tell you, Psalm 2 says that God is laughing at those who shake their fist at him and think they will overthrow his plans. Read Psalm 53, and you'll begin to understand that God allows the enemy to to foam up and 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 look like he's going to do something and but the people of God prevail truth prevails and let me just be very clear what I'm saying America shall be saved Israel shall be saved the nations of the earth that you have the opportunity right now to turn everything around as we begin to speak to God in his language and we begin to speak the language of the homeland, the language of heaven, the language of the Holy Spirit, and we begin to let the kingdom of, kingdom of God come and let God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. This has been an awesome time today on Speak Life. Thank you for standing with us here at Speak Life. I'm so grateful for each one of you. I want to personally thank those of you who continue to sow seeds into this prophetic ministry. We are so blessed by you. You make it possible for us to continue to bring a quality prophetic ministry uh, presentation to you week after week after week right here on Speak Life. If you would like to sow a seed to help us, uh, to continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations. There are several ways you can donate, and you can find them uh, on your screen right now if you're watching, uh, uh, or you can find them on our website at martylayton.com or our church website, which is lifepointchurch.cc. And uh, I want to thank you today uh, for standing with us. And and I also want to thank Mike Lindell and My Pillow. They are the sponsors uh, of of uh, Speak Life. And let me just tell you, Mike is a patriot. He's an American patriot, and he's fighting the good fight of faith. He's a great brother in Christ. And he's fighting for our nation. He's fighting for the freedoms that we love right here in America, the beautiful. Let me tell you, he is one of us. He's a true believer. And so please check out these incredible products that he has at MyPillow.com. And if you use my name, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, as your promo code, you'll receive the deepest discounts available. Right now, there's a there's a a, a great sale going on on some of the uh, overstock items. Uh, but listen, you're going to enjoy the deepest discount if you use my name as a promo co- as your promo code. Just write the word Marty in there at mypillow.com. And uh, if you prefer, you can call them at 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. And remember to use the promo code Marty. And this is one way you can support Speak Life. And you can also support the patriotic uh, incredible work of Mike Lindell. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you in this unique moment in time. I believe God's raising you up for such a time as this. And Psalm 7, uh, verse 14, it says, The wicked conceives evil, and they are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others, and then they fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them, and the violent plans uh, will they fall into their fall on their own heads. And I will thank the Lord because He is just, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Don't have any fear today. God is not finished. Uh, it's not over. God is still on the throne. He's still working all these things together for our good. And I want to encourage you, stand in faith and fight the good fight of faith. God is on your side. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Speak Life today. Join us next week for more ministry, uh, prophetic conversations, and uh, revelation that I know is changing lives all around the world. Please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast, Speak Life. If you enjoyed this and were blessed by the ministry, please leave us a five-star review. And you can follow me on all social media 
Instagram, Twitter, Truth, Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, all the others, uh, at Marty Layton, at symbol, and then my name, Marty Layton. Remember, you can always watch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show and helping us to reach more people with this powerful prophetic ministry. Also, you can find Speak Life podcast on all the major podcast carriers, iTunes, Charisma Podcast Network, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you again for tuning in, and remember to keep your spiritual eyes and ears open, because God is always talking, and we will see you next week. Thanks again. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.